Melissa. I suppose you heard about Greyfeather. What's a Greyfeather? Greyfeather is the old man that you accused the other night. I hope they caught the creep. Oh, they did. And then they hanged him. Oh, gee, did I upset you? Look, leave me alone, okay? What? What's the matter? Don't you want to hear the details about how that poor old man was twitching from his ceiling because you decided you wanted a little attention? Maybe Greyfeather was in that alley. And maybe he was there all by himself, but he didn't kill anybody. Just like Jason didn't try to kiss you the other night. You know, Melissa, you like to make up stories, don't you? You like the attention that they get you. Well, this time your little story killed someone. You know, you might as well have put the rope around his neck yourself, you stupid little bitch. back to the cave everyone this is episode 219 of the flickers from the cave podcast i am mike i am marty hello i'm julie we're uh, glad to have everybody back and we're going to talk about shockingly it was my pick and i chose some movies from the early 80s <laughs> the, my, the the heyday i think for low budget creature of genre habit. cinema and also for me because mm-hmm. that's when i was untethered and then like just off doing my thing so well one of them though is from the late 80s so it's um which Wait, one's 80, from the late three 80? and 84 88 yeah. 83 no, 84, 84 dude yeah dude i wrote down 88 okay it's probably right. because i sent the wrong movie to you oh you know what i bet that is it <laughs> so i bet i looked thinking, at that one you're thinking about the movie that we didn't watch because it was the wrong one i'm gonna look Tell that up that's watching. very funny all right, so we're going to, and the we generally have like a connective tissue between the two movies. Is it, Was that it? Yeah, it was yeah. okay. It was That's very one. funny. <laughs> we generally have some connective tissue between the two movies, and the connection on this is, let's say, tenuous at best. Oh, no, it's a pretty fucking solid. Yeah, it is. Well, what was I his, really... What was his character's name in Gator? Oh... Like Sonny or Junior or something like that, and he's of course Bama. No, that's uh, that's um, Jerry, Jerry Lee Lewis. Reed. Jerry hey. Jerry Reed. Yeah, Bama McCall. Bama McCall. Yeah, I was thinking of getting all my rednecks confused. He is a Jerry Reed is a bad man in that movie. Yes, he is. That's exa- actually who I was thinking of. Wait, who are we talking about? Jerry Reed. I was getting Jerry Reed and Bo no, the, Hopkins confused. The connective. Oh yeah, Bo Hopkins. Yeah, yeah ba- Bo Hopkins is. And I guess we should just state that since we're talking about it is the connective tissue here is Bo Hawkins. And the fact that he plays a sheriff in both movies. <laughs> in yeah. both movies, yes. I bet you that he played a sheriff a thousand times in different things. Actually, I was going back to... He's got that swagger. 
Man, he does. Like when he's walking with his gun belt on, he just it looks so natural. He looks mm-hmm. like he probably wore that thing all the time. He and LQ Jones should have a sheriff off. Oh, that would be awesome. I'd like to see that. As I'm as I'm scrolling through to find out uh his name in White Lightning, which is actually Roy Boone. Okay. I'm coming across like he's in oh uh, like this movie, he's Small town in Texas, Sheriff Duke. Uh, there was another, like, there's like three more where he's like, yeah. Sheriff Buddy, Sheriff yeah. whatever. Well, what would a sheriff often tell? Like, would they do, like... They'd have know? to, like, tell people to simmer down now. And, <laughs> look, look, I told you to, I told you, leave it alone. Drink Go coffee. on home now. Drink coffee in the shop, like mm-hmm. the coffee shop. And spout out some the, good advice. They'd have a swagger competition where Ooh. they'd have to like walk down the line with their pistol. That would um, be a tight competition between uh, LQ Jones and Bo Hopkins. Yes. I like this. I like you know, growing up, whenever Bo Hopkins would be in something, I was always like, "Oh, this is going to be good right here." Me too. He was I always mean, it's reliable. Those character actor guys. I just I yeah. don't know why I'm so drawn to. Well, not just guys. It's character actors, male and female, that I feel more drawn to. It's like. When did when did, when we did Strip to Kill, Kay Lins, who is like most people, if you say Kay Lins, they have no idea who you're talking about. And she is someone that I remember being excited when I was younger and there was a movie with Kay Lins. She was someone I was aware of, but I didn't never knew the name until like maybe a couple of years ago when we started doing movies with her in it on here. Yeah, so now I know is, who that is. Has but nothing I didn't know to who do that with was. my like teenage obsession with her. So <laughs> we're doing movies with her. But I'll tell you, um, Bo Hopkins in both of these movies is doing such a, um, um, like what's the the guy from um, Rebel Without a Cause, James Dean. James, he's Dean. doing such a James Dean sort of thing with the squinting and the the a lot like, of kind of. Looking down and then looking yeah. back up at people and stuff. Yeah, but it's good. I mean, I'm it not works. putting it down, but it's it, it definitely put me in the mind of James Dean. Huh. Well, and then when you see him in a scene with Wings Hauser, who is practically eating oh, the furniture. God. Yes. So, and again, I'm not. That's not derision either. I. Well, I thought I, it was funny. I, the first movie well, is brought to us by Quaker State, and the second movie is clearly sponsored by Dramamine. I don't know if you noticed. Wow, that. Yes, I, how did you? Called? How would you not notice that? The what? I don't think we said what the movies are. Yet. We haven't yet. We're oh. still just we're having a love in on Bo Hopkins. That's right. Here. Of course we are. Okay, You're so, so let's, mysterious. We should clear yeah clear the boards and at least let everyone know the uh, first of the two movies is from 1983 and it is called Sweet Sixteen, directed by Jim Sotos, who I know nothing about. It's a familiar name, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not. I, I can't spout off uh, like a bunch of movies he's done. You're not like a Soto's head. I did look him up though, but he did a movie called Hot Moves that has a poster that I remember very clearly from. Oh the video yeah, shows. I like Hot Moves. Um, but yeah, Bond's on the cover. Oh yeah, that always gets your attention. And um, uh, absolutely. Well, yeah. let's just throw the second movie. The second movie is from 1984, directed by. A previous uh, a return guest, I would say, uh, John Bud Cardos, who made Kingdom of the Spiders, and it is 1984's Mutant, also known as Night Shadows. He shows up in so many of those, like um, retrospectives on 80s and filmmaking and stuff like that, and he just seems so cool. 
Well, he's sort of a... A lot of the stuff he did... He didn't direct a huge amount of movies, but a lot of the stuff he did... He was apparently somebody that the studio, when things started going sideways, yeah. they would call him in. Yeah, he could huh. wrestle it into shape. Right. Because that's the, not a great movie at all, but the movie The Dark with William Devane Oof. was a Toby Hooper flick. Mm-hmm. And apparently it was not going well, so they... And Spielberg wasn't available to come and save that one. <laughs> oh, conspiracy theorist. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> But uh, um, So do we want to just go ahead and kick it off? Let's dig in. All right, so here we go with 1983's Sweet 16. <laughs> My old man's an archaeologist. He's here on some kind of a dig. We're renting this place for a couple months. Boy, you picked the best place in the county. My old lady knew somebody, I guess. She used to be from around here. Oh, shit. Now what? My dad's home. So? So? He freaks if I come home stoned. So who's stoned? (laughs) (laughs) Look, you gotta tell him we're at the library or something. Okay. But they don't have a library in this town. <laughs> Dad, what are you doing out here? I just got home. Where have you been? Out. I asked you a question, young lady. I was out, okay? I ask you a question. Hey, wait a minute. Everybody be cool here. We went for a ride and had a couple beers. Thanks a lot, Johnny. It's a big deal. My daughter is 15 years old. I'll be 16 next week. Melissa, get in the house. Hey, mister, take it easy. And you get out of here. Hey, I'll leave when I'm ready, old man. Daddy, no! I'm going. See you later, Johnny. Yeah, guess that's the party. Later. If I see you around my daughter again, I'll have you put in jail. Can't hear a thing you're saying, old man. Gotta get this truck, too. Catch you later. So you may notice that voice there. That's none other than John Steed himself. Patrick McNee. Patrick McNee. Love that. Wait, is that, is that the dad? Yeah. Yeah, the dad. The British dad. The guy who kind of like went to Donald Pleasant's school of acting? Basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 There was the the old black and white uh, British TV show, The Avengers. He was the lead. Oh, okay. When he was young and slim and dashing. Cool. And his partner was Emma Emma Peel. Emma Peel. Diana Rigg. Incredibly sexy in a leather cat suit, running around Mm -hmm. doing karate. Oh, what's up? She just passed away like last year. I saw a... Uh, picture on uh, twitter yesterday of mm-hmm. from the set of uh, a midsummer night's dream in 1968 wow it was it was diana rigg and helen mirren wow like in their little wow like, like cotton frocks sitting out on right. a blanket <laughs> having a picnic or something wow Love that. i bet that wasn't terrible no it made me want to modulate <laughs> <laughs> no one heard all that earlier modulation talk so now they just think you're crazy. 
<laughs> well, they wouldn't be wrong necessarily. So the basic story of Sweet Sixteen is go. okay. New new guy, no new family in town. Uh, McNee is a an archaeologist. He's mm-hmm. digging up some Native American burial mound. Burial mounds. I'm sure not releasing any evil spirits into the world. <laughs> no, but he's scavenging all the precious artifacts. Right. That's yep. because he's a colonialist. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Literally colonial. So they move back. They're in this town, and the daughter is, uh, let's say, uh, hypersexualized a bit. Yes, she's 15, going on 25. Well, but there's a point where they're like, my daughter is only 15. Right. And then all of a sudden in the shower, you see her tits and her big bush. Oh, yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Like, literally right after. Yeah, like, I kind of felt bad about that. Like, don't say she's 15, <laughs> then show her to me nude. Yeah. Well, when we, when we were watching, Dylan was like, because, like, I had looked up. And I was like, there's no way this girl's actually 15. And yeah. she was 20 when the movie was made. That's still uh, younger than I thought she was. Yeah, yeah, me too. And she looks older than the other girl in the movie who is Dana. Oh, the the final girl from... um, Part three. Part three, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she's great in part three. three. Yeah, I thought she was actually really good in this movie. I really liked what they did. She had an interesting character. I actually thought both those girls were good, honestly. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but Melissa had her own theme song. Sweet Melissa, Melissa. But like she's not, such a lovely girl. You know, it was the worst. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, it yeah, was why like did, why did they just play Sweet Melissa by the Almond Brothers? Brothers. Yeah. yeah, they played something by the pay for Sticks it. cover band. Bricks. By the it was the Mounds Brothers, not the Almond Brothers. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. It was the shit song people. So anyway, um, they moved. It really into town. does have an incredible cast. We should yeah. say. I mean, it's not. Not a understatement to just say, "Wow!" Like the all the people in it. And oh, you know who was like the little small character that I loved was um, Bo's love interest. Yes, and and she like helped him kind of like solve the mystery, and then also like was like talking about her date, the date they would have had if they were actually going out, but instead they were inside trying to like solve the crime. Her her character's name is Kathy Hopkins. Interesting. Yes, and I wrote down she was great. She was also in Night of Night of the Comet, Lone Wolf, McQuaid, and Rituals. Wow! Oh, wow. Okay. All movies we've done on the podcast. Very wait. Cool. She's- oh my god, she was the stepmom in Night of the Comet, wasn't she? Is that she who was. she was? And oh I think so. And Melissa, the daughter that's fifteen, was also in Rituals and in Space Hunter. Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. We ah. saw that she was in that. I wonder if she was one of the women that the overdog had kidnapped. I don't know. I'm not going to rewatch it to find out. But no. I thought it was cool that they <laughs> had both been in movies we'd done on the show. Um, cool. Let's talk about that opening scene down at the bar where we get to learn just how incredibly racist the locals are. Don, oh, yeah. Don Stroud from... Death Weekend. Exactly yep. what I'm saying. You got yeah. Don Stroud, you got Bo Hopkins, you got Patrick McNee, you got Larry Storch. I mean, it was a fucking... Larry Storch. Larry For like Storch one second. It. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great. Yeah. Those rednecks were bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But but the dude that was Stroud's sort of... What are we going to do now, Rocky? His little yes. minion? Yes. That, he was really bad. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, and they called them like really bad, awful variations on the N word and stuff. Oh and it was my god, it was terrible. very distasteful. And that was the dude uh, Shanks that played Michael uh, Myers. Don Shanks played Michael Myers. Yeah, in one of the huh. one of the Halloween movies. Oh, okay. But any anyway, Jason the later ones? Long Shadow. Yeah, the Indian. The Native American dude. And like he the was, later uh, ones? The younger one, yeah. He played Michael Myers in one of the I think four or five. Yeah, he's also okay. Nakoma from Grizzly Adams. Nuh-uh. Yeah, he's Grizzly Adams Native American buddy. Man. You know that because you're watching that all the time instead of watching Terrifier Dude, 2. <laughs> I knew that immediately when he showed up and I saw wow. his face. I was like, fuck, that's Nakoma. I don't remember anything about that except Dan Haggerty and that bear. That's the only thing I remember. Um, so it opens up. Oh, and we, I didn't even mention Michael Pataki. Yes. Fucking killing it. Mm-hmm. Loving some Michael Pataki. Um, I knew you would be excited by that. Super I was so excited. was really good. She's great. Yeah. Just great. And it was funny. Like, there's So, Susan Strasberg is the wife of Patrick McNee, mother of the 15-year-old Trollope, who's just trying to get into trouble all the time. And um, she is the reason they're in back in that town, because that's where she grew up. So, she comes back to town, and Michael Pataki and she had gone to school together, and clearly he had not been interested in her back in the day, but now he's real fucking interested like to the harvey weinstein level yeah of interest where it's like no you need to lay down there buddy yeah it was uh, that was was an interesting little thing Um, there was a bunch of just shitty racist rapey dudes yeah in this movie very it's like the townspeople from devonsville terror just like plus thunder warrior Oh, Thunder. Thunder Warrior. Did we watch one, two, and three? I thought it was yeah, just called Thunder. Thunder. I thought it was called Thunder Warrior. It, you know what? There may be versions called Thunder Warrior, uh, but I thought they were just Thunder one. There two, may three. be like released in a fucking love lightning one through three. I want to watch Thunder again. That shit was good. That really was. I think two was kind of good too. And like I thought they were all good. I yeah. remember them fondly. I could be completely rose colored glasses. I, I, as I remember, there was the diminishing returns. Over yeah, that yeah, absolutely. Part of the series was that trash that played Thunder. Yes. Correct. Okay. Right. Who is the most awkward person on a motorcycle <laughs> ever? So I had to look up what the shirts are called because of the time when this was made. Everybody had those shirts that, like, I always called them like baseball shirts. Uh-huh. But they were like, you know, white, and then the sleeves would go about three quarters of the way down. Oh, they're, apparently don't they're called because they're apparently called Raglan. Raglan, yeah. yeah. But wow, everybody wore them. That's all I wore in fucking middle school and high school was those shirts. So it was sure, really cool to muscles. see all that. No, it's just I thought it was cool with like the extended tail where it would yeah. just hang out. I just thought that oh, shit yeah. was badass. So it was cool to see all that. All the girls with like way too much eighties makeup on. <laughs> In this movie? In both movies, actually. Well, but, yeah, yeah, in both yeah. movies. But, yeah, particularly this one, because, like, all the scenes where... The, any of these movies from this era, when they show, like, a high school class. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> oh, this wave of nostalgia because yes. of the fashions and the makeup and the hair. And mm-hmm. it just takes me back. I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah. So, in this town, where, um, where Patrick McNee has returned to ravage the indigenous people... Um, murders begin occurring. Am I? So it opens. We see these racists at this bar. Um, young daughter Melissa um, just will not 
get a fucking clue and climbs into the truck with this little asshole and goes off and they're just going to do it. Yeah. They're Uh, about to just do it in the back of the truck out on the Indian burial ground. Until she got spooked. She gets spooked and she demands he drive her home. So he does. And then um, that was the clip we heard earlier um, was the, when he takes her home and he's confronted by her father. Well, then little shithead is driving his truck back to the bar to go pick up his brother, who actually owns the truck, and he runs out of gas. He gets out, staggers into the bushes about five steps, and gets horribly murdered. And that's the first murder of the film. And all of the murders... I don't know. We're not really... I think... Are we going to spoil or... Spoil the shit out of this this one. Okay. But I don't think... Honestly, I don't think it would necessarily diminish the enjoyment of watching I really enjoyed this movie I know I, I think I probably enjoyed it the most out of the three of us but I had fun with it it, it yeah, was not bad it needed I would have enjoyed if the the murders had been more horror movie-ish like more yeah, yeah. you know get they almost entirely movies. happen off camera and yeah. this is more of like an Ag- Agatha Christie like you guys said yes. like mystery I mean, the and, blood was good. The, but was the right you, color and stuff. And when you find out, like, why all the murders are stabbings, not, you know, random weapons, like a rake, if you remember that from the book the girl's reading in the movie. She's going, she's reading oh, yeah, a murder yeah, mystery, yeah. and she's like, how could somebody kill somebody with a rake? Well, and, and I like that twist where she likes to read these murder mysteries, and she wants to go help her dad, the sheriff. Yeah. With because um, we're saying the young girl, and so there's two young girls. There's Melissa, and then there's the other one, whatever the daughter's name is, Bo Hopkins' daughter, Friday for Marcy. Yes, Marcy. Marcy. So Marcy and her brother, they're Bo Hopkins' kids. Bo Hopkins is a single father. We don't really get into what happened to his wife. I don't. He's think. just a good dad. Um, he is a good dad until he kisses his daughter like full on the lips one time, and that made me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I didn't that was a little weird. Even. Um, but she is a maybe because her father's the sheriff. She is really getting in. She gets into mysteries, and so she's wanting to go along with him the whole time and help him solve the case. And I thought that was kind of fun in a small town sort of setting yeah. where like they get to go along. Yeah. Um, and of course, her younger, her younger or older, maybe older brother is super hot for Melissa because everybody is hot for Melissa. I mean, with, that's fair. I mean, I, I get it. Yeah, she was. But the, a hot fifteen-year-old. But Marcy, Jesus Christ, <laughs> those red jeans. Mm-hmm. That's all about it. Well, the actress Dana Kimmel, who plays Marcy, was we had talked about before we recorded, is the final girl from Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Okay. And so that was, which I guess was the same year. It was eighty-two. It was the year so. before. Okay, it was eighty-two. I believe yeah. so. Okay, I but it was part of still, that magical summer. Oh, it was awesome. So, so yeah, there's murders. Then it gets so there's this um, because it's out in the west. There are these Native Americans there. We meet Gray Feather and mm-hmm. Thunder, Jason Longshadow. Long, yeah, Gray Feather and Longshadow, and um, Gray Feather is murdered. Um, which was a bummer. A bummer. I but was, we don't see him die. We just see him hanging later. Yeah, and Jason is accused of these crimes and of other things of stealing knives and stuff, which it turns out he did do, 
but there's absolutely no mention of it at all. I kept waiting for something to happen for him to explain why he was doing it. I mean, obviously he's trying to protect these artifacts that were important to his people, but they right. never ask him about it. Bo Hopkins finds them in his chest, like his storage chest. What? Then they arrest him. Do they? Yeah, yeah. They throw him yeah, in jail. Remember, he he busts out and of jail knocks, when the deputy brings food into him. But him they out. don't explain like why he's doing it. That's what I meant. I no, mean, no, they did not explain. I, I just like it assumed was it was because clear. it was stuff that shouldn't be. I didn't think that that was why they arrested him. I thought they arrested him for suspicion of murders, and they were holding him. And then Bo Hopkins went up there and found the knives, well, and then it was never mentioned about the knives. Also, because Melissa was like, he tried to kiss me. That's what I mean. I think that's why he was in jail, not from stealing the yeah. knives. So they find the yeah, knives. They never really... There was no mention of the fucking knives. And that was like... No, they never went oh, back and addressed Oh, you know no. what? But I think that like he found, things had started... Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, sorry. He found the knives in the truck in the trunk right. when he was already in jail. Right. And then he called the deputy and was like, be careful. Right. Right. I, I just, I don't know. But I liked the I Jason think, guy so much, and he was such a beast when he broke out of there and yeah, fucked that, that awesome. dude up. I was like, yeah, yes. baby. Get but it. he, like, put him and on the bed. he picked that giant yeah. dude up and put him on the upper yeah, bed. Yeah, no fuck flung him up dude. there. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was awesome. But see, he was I think, good. just to clarify, yeah, he, was he, was, he was in jail because he had been accused by Marcy. Trying of, to kiss her. Tr- right, trying to have, make advances at a, a underage right. girl. Mm-hmm. So Patrick McNee had him arrested, essentially. I think that when the reason, and I think this is, and I'm, I guess I'm justifying maybe a, a, a plot hole, but he, Bo Hopkins found the knives when he went up to tell Greyfeather that they had arrested Jason. So he found the knives because he was looking around, and then when he went into the other room is when he found in the trunk. Greyfeather hung. Oh yeah. So I think that like things had started to go so sideways that it just never came back around to explaining. But I would have liked to have heard him talk about we can't have these people come up here and continue to rob our you know heritage and stuff. Just some sort of line or something to to show that he's not a bad guy that he was doing it. I think that that's more thoughtful. That your your take or your or summation of this is more. But why even include it if you're not going to like explain it? What was the circle back to the hanging? Like from '56, there was that news article, and then who hung themselves in '56? Oh yeah, yeah, that was. Well, okay, so. We find out that <laughs> we find out that Melissa's mother, when she lived there before, before she yes. um, she and her sister were abused by their father, mm-hmm. and he so she killed her to protect her sister a and made it look like oh. a and then subsequently the sister dies. The sister dies, and. Bo Hopkins, when the girl that works in the records department takes him back and lets him look at the the card files, he finds a newspaper clipping or something that explained that the woman that because they make it very clear what her Marcy's mom unmarried name was, so that it would be right Joan Platt. She was Joan Platt, and then they find out that Joan Platt is the sister Uh. that died, so she is. The sister, and she assumes the identity okay. of Joan for whatever reason. They never really clarify right. why she did that. But, but she, she's but the then Mrs. You know, of the movie. 
She's been the one who's exactly. going around murdering people, and the knives were a red herring. There were so many red herrings. There was a this. lot. Yeah. I was yeah. not expecting the killer to be the killer. No, no, me neither. And it, okay, so when she kills herself, uh huh. I, I, <laughs> I was laughed. like, okay, I yeah, I did so too. loud. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I, I did too. Just because it's just it was so, I mean, it was just it was so overwrought and Wait. so. But then, was that supposed to be, like, kind of... Was there supposed to be a spinoff where, essentially, it would have been, like, taking a Friday the 13th turn where Melissa would have become a killer in the second movie? I mean, because she looked like a fucking psycho. Well, the final, sh- the final, final shot yeah, of the is, movie... Is her with the knife, and, like, she looks like a psycho. Melissa going in the house, and then the blanket falling off her shoulders, and she's got the big knife held to her chest. Yeah. Wow, I don't remember that at all. That's what I was so That's the confused by because I was like, "Wait, was she the killer?" I had to rewind it twenty minutes, like ten minutes, and oh, then yeah. I rewatched the ending because I was like, "Oh, okay, I do think that this is going to." They want to have a sequel and unfold it. They could have continued because Melissa was creepy as shit, and she was hot. I would have yeah, watched. She her had like a real dead stare. I remember that. Yeah, I don't remember the knife. I remember yes. the rest of it, but yeah, you had to probably go back and just look at the end. <laughs> Okay. I think Good like what we're doing here is we're arguing over the ingredients in like a very average meal. You know what I mean? It, this was this was fine, but it wasn't like I I don't think we need to get too grainy. I mean, it. maybe it would have been like Friday the Thirteenth, where the second, you know, and like the yeah. ones after it are kind of better than get the better, original. Yeah. I like the first. I like the no, first Friday. I don't know. That's I really fair. like That's the fair. first. Friday I don't. The I don't hate it. They're very. I don't different. dislike it, but is it on my top five? No. Yeah, no, it's not for me either. Of no. the series, yeah, you mean? Yeah, it's not on my top five. But my okay. top five would be stupid. Know. Cause I'd I'd feel to, like you know, I've only watched the later ones I'm just to terrible. watch them. I, I don't particularly like any of them much. I like the third one because I saw it in 3D, but I don't particularly care for any of them. Oh, much. man. They're fine. I'm, and I'm terrible at doing the <laughs> like my top any. I'm just so bad at that because like, I... I just get into an endless regress of second guessing myself, and it's not even something that's yeah. that critical. I'm just like, "What's your right. five favorite Friday the Thirteenth movie?" Should be a perfectly simple question that I will well, agonize over and go, "No, wait, I like that part." Yeah, of this but then one. in certain and, parts of your life, there it's always going to change and evolve. You know, you know. So, but oh yeah, I think Jason's my favorite out of like the uh, you know those um, killers. Yeah, like if we're talking. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger, and uh, Halloween, and Jason. Yeah. Uh, I know that, like, Halloween's the best, you I know? Think, I, I just think. think the first of all three of those is, like, the ones that I think of that I like the most. I mean, especially for Halloween yes. and Nightmare. Yeah. Yes. 100% for me. But... See, I don't... I think that Nightmare on Elm Street is an... Somewhat overplayed. I just watched it and thought Bold it was statement. good. And I'm excited about the it's remake not, that, that dude wants to do the Black Ma- or the Midnight Mascot. The I'm like, bring yeah. that shit on. Well, he's yeah, yeah. he's no. Like, he's I'm really guy, excited so. about maybe a reboot. Cool. Anyway, you said that the her her suicide was overwrought. One hundred percent. The whole movie has been <laughs> yes. overwrought. It's like. But I think that the movie has a kind and of a neat consistent. little story. It's not like it suddenly goes there. It's very soap opera the whole way through. One hundred percent. But I think that like mostly the performances are 
by and large, pretty good. I mean, Don Stroud is an awful Which monster asshole at. in the movie, but he's <laughs> he's good at it. The creepiest thing is when she and the sheriff's oh son God. are skinny dipping. And Don Stroud's over there going, yeah. and the girl turns me on. He says it's that so when they're at the party, and she's over there in their little party dress. Yeah. Yeah, and then later oh, he's was like, it? I thought that was when they were out at the pond. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah. I just yeah, can't imagine, like, you know, telling people I'm an actor, and then it's like, oh, well, what kind of characters do you play? Yeah. Oh, usually, like, the creepy, rapey like, dude. Rape, rapist, mostly. <laughs> like, I'll rape. tell you what. He's that fucking Death Weekend or whatever. That shit. Or Terrifying. Whatever. Fuck. What a scary. great movie, really? though. Um, oh, Brenda's yeah, a great right that, too. Just harrowing. Um, I mean, the movie, the, I will admit, this was, if this could have totally been made on, like, a Hallmark channel sort of thing, they could have cleaned it up a little bit, you know, made it less outwardly racist, just sort of subtly so, less rapey, you know, less blood, and it, this would have totally worked. It's like a Scooby-Doo mystery level sort of whodunit with, like, a lot of characters. It's it's Agatha Christie, is what you said. Yeah. And they just yeah. sort of juice it up that, a little bit with yeah. some language and violence. I think the, the like, her, her hyper-sexualized kind of thing was, like, added, like, a, a like, not skeeviness to it, but a... Oh, yeah. A, a, a little bit of a smuttiness it was, to it. It was definitely, that's where the exploitation came in, was the sort of... Right. The language and that sort of sexuality. But it, I don't think that I, was... I mean, as much as it was pleasant, it was not necessary to what it was doing. No, like, it was that's it was one hundred percent exploitative. Yeah, they were like, we just <laughs> need some necessary. of this to get people in the theater. Yeah, but it was really just a straight ahead murder mystery. Yeah, but and, and on that level, I actually did. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think the again the whole plot of them come like kind of the denouement where you find out that it was the sisters had to kill the mm-hmm. abusive. It was. We talked about how it's like a little Chinatown where she's like, I'm the mother, I'm her sister. I'm, yeah. You know, and so, yeah. and it was the abusive no, it, father, and I was. It, it's just so, like, um, the, um, I don't want to say forgettable, but it's just such a sort of. It just floated through. I watched yeah. it, and now I'm done watching it, and it's done. I, I will never watch it again. But that's but it, sometimes that to me is like what I want yeah. in a movie, especially but, like a. Just an exploitation kind of. Oh yeah. Just let it let it ride. Let it ride, baby. So if we've convinced you to watch this, it's on freebie, right? Yes, right. Yeah, actually, both of these are on freebie and Pluto and Tubi, Tubi and Roku and everything. So. Yeah, if you're a genre fan and you have not explored that avenue, holy Tubi moly, especially, that I is think. a deep well. Well, I went on a Pluto uh, hole earlier <laughs> and i was like damn <laughs> i usually try to stay out of the blue hole that's true um yeah that's where i watched um, what did mickey that's say where i watched that? mutant was Same. on pluto yeah yeah but then i just watched a bunch of other stuff yeah and... they have a ton of shit on but i will tell you tubi tubi has the extreme like oh yeah very very extreme cinema stuff i mean really? like, like some of the most fun. i watched a thing just a bit of a thing that i had seen on like horrible reviews where they reviewed it as one of the most fucked up movies oh. and the movie opens and it's like it's set somewhere and there's this evil dictator guy who's got this woman he's torturing and he brings her son in and forces her son to fuck it fuck his mom yeah <laughs> and while he's forcing him to fuck his mom he like blows the boy's brains out all over the mom and then a sergeant is behind him like continuing to thrust his dead body into his mom with his head all blown apart 
Was this wow. a that's that's on Tubi? Was this a uh, Jess Franco movie? No, this was this was modern. Huh? And now every time I log into Tubi, it goes, "You want to finish this movie?" And I'm like, "No, I do not," because that's about as far as I made it. Jeez, it was fucked up. I'm sure Thundercrack is on Tubi somewhere. Well, you know, you want to watch it again? No, I do not. Um, <laughs> you definitely need to get in on the Monster Party thing, though. The current episode. Oh, it's I've just been writing stuff down. So like they're, pl- like they're planning our future episodes, basically. <laughs> well, no, no, they're planning my future viewing okay, that may you. not make it to the thing because a lot of that stuff I don't know what the fuck you pair it with, but it's great. Find something with so, Bo Hopkins um, in it. So, speaking of Bo Hopkins, let's go on to our second film. This one I'm extremely excited to talk about. This one's from 1984 and it is called Mutant. Tracy Mitchell was not murdered. The chemical compound I found in her bloodstream was unlike any other I've ever seen. It contained large traces of zinc chloride. No human being could have that caustic substance in its veins without eating away its own flesh. I can only assume that some sort of mutation has occurred. It allows the body to withstand the shock of this toxic fluid. Much like a snake is immune to its own venom. Dr. Tate, feels like I'm coming now with that flu. Do you have something I can take? Just a second, Vic. I'll be right with you. Just want to finish this up. I think, and this is a guess here, that this chemical will cause a complete <laughs> breakdown of the nervous system. It expands rapidly when mixed with blood, growing in volume many times. And since the vessel walls are thinnest in the extremities, the hands of this poor creature would burst open because the body part could not withstand the pressure. I called her a creature just now because there's no way in heaven that she could still be human. This mutation somehow causes an increasing need for blood. How it is ingested from the other organisms still baffles me. assume that it has something to do with the openings in the hands they resemble the orifices used by leeches in sucking blood from their host's body there's no telling how far this has spread god help us if there are any more of these creatures all right so that is sort of i guess from around the middle of mutant it's when one of the titular mutants i suppose is being autopsied by the town doctor who is played by jennifer warren who's so good in this. she She's is great in awesome this. she is so good and just i don't know it's just great She's the smart boys of reason mm-hmm. trying to solve the problem and just so like natural her performance is so it's like natural and and grounded she's clearly the best actor in the movie <laughs> well no it's not Shit on Bo, Bo Hopkins is good, yeah. but she's, she's really good. Great. You don't think Wings Hauser? Was uh, the I'm just best? gonna say, this movie does have Wings Hauser in it, and I'm starting to like um, wonder how much Wings Hauser is enough. Wings Hauser. He was my MVP of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. See, my son, fine. my son may challenge you to a duel. He is. He said, <laughs> um, unless you have watched uh, Tough Guys Don't Dance, the Norman Mailer movie. 
and uh-huh. seen like the ultimate Wingshauser performance <coughs> that you have no frame of reference to judge Wingshauser. I have seen Rubber, though. Yes. Um, Mike, <laughs> that is one of the movies they talk about on the Monster Party cult movie episode. Rubber? No, the the tough guys don't dance. Oh, really? Okay. They okay. talk about it a lot. So it yeah. is. Man. <laughs> it has some of the strangest... Like, they take some of... That movie take... I try not to digress too much, but Tough Guys Don't Dance has some of the strangest dialogue. Yeah, they reference a whole bunch of them, including the like famous thing with Ryan O'Neill going, "Oh man, oh god, oh man, oh, oh man, man, oh god, oh god." Yeah, and then like <laughs> they take the strange dialogue though, and then like use the weirdest line readings of everything. So it's just unhinged. With what a cast too. I yeah, mean, it's just insane. Um, so anyway, we've so, got so mutant opens with Wingshauser, and no. It opens with somebody investigating a dark house on a dark and stormy night with a flashlight Sick. going through the house. And then they open a cabinet and a dead body falls out. I don't even remember that. Yeah. And then they run out and then there is an attack immediately. They turn around to leave and they, are, they, they get attacked by a spooky person that we find out later is the person living in the basement that's sort of the... The chick. Yeah, the woman happens this is the very beginning then we cut to wingshauser and his kid brother who likes to have his shirt completely unbuttoned why wouldn't you yeah um riding there was that a camaro or a firebird it was a firebird no it was a camaro because it had the z28 logo on it yeah i knew it was one or the other i didn't notice but they're driving it down a country road convertible going Mm. fast and then they run afoul of some of the local rednecks in a pickup (laughs) truck it's very texas chainsaw too there. But the truck I do, circles around and oh yeah it, i do love that the old man warning you know like oh, i love yeah. that in the beginning of movie movie like mother's day or friday the 13th the guy day. that gives him the ride and, yeah and he's Mel. just like don't you know like you need to leave mm-hmm. this isn't safe I, if i was you boy i'd get on the road and just get on out of town That's at right. your first opportunity <laughs> yeah you get that and he told him about though. like those perverts and the mutants they never do get that car out of the river i don't think uh, no you don't. see it later still in there yeah yeah well, that's that's what I mean. half the town disappears or all of them well, it's almost entirely gone yeah. yeah um so this movie is set in this little town it's a little sleepy town called good 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 burger, something. It's good, something. <laughs> good town, good bill, Welcome something. Welcome to Good Burger, good home night. of the Good Burger. Um, yeah. So, Mike, I even have a thing written here. Um, cool, uh, cool, cold open with guy finding body. Um, <laughs> I will say that shit in the car where he's swerving over in the other lane. Yeah, and nearly hits that car head on at like high speed. Wait, in the beginning? At the very when, when he's when we cut to them in the car and he's like going, just look at the road, just look at the road, look out. Right, and he's like, look I could drive road, these Josh. roads with my eyes closed. And he's, oh yeah, that was some of that shit was crazy. When they go into the river, was kind of crazy. It was all that <laughs> stuff. They're banging into each other. I was just like, wow, this is no joke, right? Well, here. there's the, there's some great car scenes. The in this movie. girl that's the teacher when they're in her car. And they're hauling ass and it rolls. The car rolls. Like they At hit the something. end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. that's... Holy shit. Well, Cardos, the guy that directed this, Bud Cardos, is a stunt guy. Yeah. So, like, oh. every time, that, there's always good stunts. Cause well, well, also, was, I love when hot Holly came in and she, like, saved the day. God, and, what a like, like, so hot. Oh, so hot. Yeah. okay, She wait. comes in with her, with her little wrap on her head so you can't see all that gorgeous blonde hair. And then she so, just... 
she's a cleaning lady. And then it was like a commercial for like hair, like shampoo or something. For Pert Plus or something. Yeah, it was very much She flings it out of that like wrap and it just looks so hot. She was basically perfect. Yeah, yeah. she was. And then she like took off her cleaning clothes. It was that. It was 100% that. Later she had that prairie teacher necktie look that she looked smoking hot in as well. Mm -hmm. Which if you can make that look look hot, you're hot. Yeah, that is not a hot look. Totally. But she slung around and, like, saved uh, Wings Hauser in the toxic waste. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that dude fell into that vat of toxic yes, waste with, like, the hose can, like, pouring all over it. through the wall. That was so yeah. cool. That was... Well, Julie, I want to... Just chronologically in the film, I'd like to start with something that I know is a favorite topic of yours. Oh. That early bar fight. Yes, there was a great bar that fight. That shit was great. And, yeah. like, the camera work was so dynamic, and it was, like, all over the place. The bite was good. It uh-huh. wasn't, like, overlong. I agree, yeah. Unlike the movie, which was slightly overlong. It was. No. It could have... It should have been 90 minutes. This was a 90-minute script. Way too many standoffs at the end with zombies. Yeah. Like, like, I guess... Make oh. them escalate to a point and then have it be one big showdown like they had. See... But there were so many showdowns leading up to that. And honestly, the school thing to me was better than the the thing at the end. So, I mean, I... I I, I disagree. I loved everything from like the last hour. Like yeah. I'm like cut off a little bit from the beginning. There's so many like solid. scenes that they went to this place and then they went to that place and yeah. then they separated and she went here and he went there and you're like, no, what are you doing? Don't go down those stairs. Don't like you know like don't go into that school. But like you knew that when you went into the school, there were going to be all of those children. Well, you knew it. I did it. I was shocked me when that happened. I, I was, was stunned. We were talking about this earlier and I was like. All right, they're walking to school. Don't do it. Bad idea. But I also knew where the movie was going, and I was like, if they don't murder, like if there's not a whole bunch of zombie children murdering, I'm going to be so upset. It was shocking to me. God, that, that was, was awesome. Shocking. And I really, I would like to avoid spoiling this one a little bit if we can. Okay, yeah. But um, because I, I, yeah. I think this has got some nice little turns in it. One turn that I'm not afraid to to spoil a little bit is we talked about Mel, the guy that picks him up and gives him a ride back to town. Well, Mel is like so fucking country and redneck and just a doofus. You can't believe it. It's, I was like going, man, that's a little broad. Um, all of the rednecks were broad. But then as soon as he drops them off, you like see him on the on a fucking phone going, yeah, it's okay. Just some outsiders from outside of town. They are, they are, <laughs> I, I think they'll be gone soon. And I it was like, them off oh, the wow. Street. And I was like, like, that was cool. Yeah. That was really the first moment where I was like, oh, some shit's going on early, But that's pretty early, too. That's early. And that's what I mean. Like, I was like, but up till then, I was like, okay, it's fun. This movie, Outsiders Come to Town, Rednecks Give Them Shit. I've seen these movies before. I guess there's going to be a monster somewhere. Literally all I was thinking. But when that happened, where he was doing like a fake accent and stuff, I was like, "Oh, this movie's got something for me here." Yeah. So I really, I enjoyed this very much, despite yeah. Wings Hauser. See, I did not. <laughs> I not him. You were talking about the bar fight thing. Like his physicality in that bar fight is unhinged. He does not through look the like, whole movie. He, he does not look so like many he's pulling punches. No, his physicality is off the chart. Yeah. That shit where he climbs up into the barn using that pulley. Oh, yeah. Yes. That yes. was awesome. Yeah. The shit where he's leaping up on top of the thing in the, the restroom at the school. Yeah, where he pulls the pulls the girl up and yeah. throws her out of the bathroom stall. Kicks the shit out of a bunch of children. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> um, I, I really like so they so, uh, so what happens? We have the two brothers. They're driving into town in their, in their Camaro. The rednecks 
force them off the road. Their car goes into the river. Now they're stuck. They get a ride from Mel, who's doing some sort of shenanigans, um, speaking with a with a heavy accent. Drops them off in town. They go to the local bar. Um, they, they run afoul of the they run afoul of the same um, rednecks who fight them. Um, Sheriff Bo Hopkins comes in, settles everybody's hash. Um, the boys um, are in the bar actually because they found a dead body across the street, and they go to the bar because they want to call the police. Nobody. And then they get into a fight. Then Bo Hopkins comes in. They go, "We got to go see this body I found across the street. Body's gone." It was just a drunk More guy. mysteries. Just a drunk guy. It's just yeah. fucking Otis the drunk over there. I bet he wishes he had a steady cam. Yes. You know, like it was. It was good. And so, like now, the brother, the young brother, is going. You got to trust me, sheriff. It really was a dead body. And he's like, <laughs> boy, you want to spend a night in the jail? Now just get on in there. So he takes her down to the, like old Mrs. House. Mabe. Who's going to put them up for the night? And she's the sweetest Aunt B you've ever met. Oh no! When I when they walked in that house, I was like, "Oh, oh yeah. there's something wrong with this lady." Oh yeah, it, it was turns awesome. out there was. And you could spend great, the night over with Mrs. Bates. There's a great uh-huh. monster under the bed thing that was actually freaky as shit. It was that really was well I love in a movie when somebody gets pulled under the bed. I That's do like not. a childhood fear. Yes, you know, like. Stemming that from like other scared stupid and like other things, yeah. but that was terrifying. And and um, I I liked that this movie liked hands as much as Quentin Tarantino loves feet. Hundred percent. Like there were all of yes. these really interesting like hand poking through, yes. hand burning. Oh, also let's that talk thing, about the that zombies. Thing with the car window. That was wild. That was uh, I mean, I know how they did it, but it's still... With the toxic waste, it's like eating through the glass. Yeah, I have that written down Um, right here, off on its own, hands burning through glass. (laughs) That was so great. Like, but then the hands of the zombies just looked... They had, like, vagina, Mm -hmm. like, hands with, like, cheese whiz, like, oozing, yellow cheese whiz (laughs) oozing out of them. Like, what the fuck Because at the very beginning of the movie, we see someone get, um, with the drunk, the, the guy that later as the drunk we see this person get killed and this something grabs the person by the neck and I thought and then you see all this smoke come up and I and then they're lying there and I was like is that supposed to be their dying breath on a cold night that's lame because it looks like smoke and then you find out later no that's smoke they're being burned by like radiation and yeah stuff. well and so chemicals like what these mutants are like vampire zombies like they kind of like they touch you and like suck. Do they like suck stuff out of you? Like what? They just make more of them. I think it's sort of like but, they infect but, you with this, whatever it is, the chemical. They put the disease I felt in like, you. That's right. Yeah, I guess they just attack you. But then also they, they're sensitive to light, and yes. they like smoke when they like hit the light, which is interesting. Did they smoke when they hit the light? I thought they just Fuck didn't yeah, like they did. it. Like that Uncle Jack, the only time that he got out of bed, he just like jumped out of the window from the second story right. and then just was smoking while he was running. That's right. Oh, That's right. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I noticed that the jump off the roof awesome. thing. That was a badass stunt. Because yeah, they all started attacking stuff. at night and not during the day. Right. And then they did mention at some point that they their sense of light. They about not liking light and all the light bulbs were missing and stuff. And then they would go into a room that was absolutely fully lit and, and they, they would were, have a flashlight on. 
So, but there were times where it was really lit well and yeah. like really dramatic and like impressive. And then there were times where they just said, "Hey, fuck it, turn on all the lights and give Bo a flashlight." And it yeah. just didn't make sense. I think the angles were a lot more impressive than like the lighting in this movie, right? At like, times, yeah, yeah, the lighting was great, um, and then at times it was not. But the angles, yeah, I mean, they were, they did. It was solidly put together. I mean, I forgive it all those little failures. Well, let's talk about uh, the music. What did you think of the music? It was Richard. Uh, a lot better than the first one. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was better. One hundred percent. No, but like, it was great. The sound effects were awesome. Richard Band too. did a great soundtrack for mm-hmm. this. Outfit. Well, when I saw Richard Band was doing the music, I was like, "Oh, this must be a Charles Band movie." Was what I was thinking, and it, it wasn't. No, uh-huh. this is sort of a, I think probably a B studio picture. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was like not. I don't think it was an independent the way like a Corman thing was right. necessarily. It wasn't Avco Embassy. It wasn't right. Yeah, right. New World. It wasn't. Yeah. But so, they. But I think the the getting Richard Band worked well because I thought the soundtrack was great. You know, I he, I, he does good work. Yeah, he's a journeyman. He's, not, he's done it so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's no um, whatever. Um, what's the Jaws guy? John Williams, yeah. I was going to say, I was wanted to say Johnny Williams because that's, you know, that's little Johnny was, Williams, yeah. That's right. That's what he was credited with back in the um, Adventure Island days and stuff like that. Well, and we would Danger we just Island. Watched uh, Lost oh, in Space. He was Johnny Williams, right? Did he work on? Uh, did he work with Henry Mancini on Pink Panther? For some I reason, know. I thought I saw his name in the credits of. of I kind of uh, figured that was a Henry Mancini joint. Oh, it for sure is. But up, but up. Wait, so, so I thought it was really interesting in this movie. I, I mean, I purchased it maybe an hour into the movie. I was like, I, I love this movie. Um, and there yeah. were two covers, and they were very oh, really? different. So one looked like a monster, and then the other one has like Wings Hauser just shooting up. Yeah, so like that. That sort of thing? Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to look No. At. So there's no. those two. No, it's like a creature feature. This it thing. almost looks like no. blood, blood fest, or blood pest, blood pest. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. Blood pest mutant. I uh, didn't see that. Is that the one you got, Julie? No. Yeah, it's very um, that one. This is the box. Yeah, I've that seen. looks like a creature. Yeah, that's you know, the box like, I've seen. That the looks like swirly yeah. blue. Well, there's one that's no, got an actual further, like alien like face coming on at, it. Yeah, it looks like an alien with teeth, and they do mention at some point in the movie mutants. Yeah, no, that's but wild. Then the cover I have has like, or I got has wings, Hauser with a gun, and then there's like a zombie, like a. Here you go. Oh, wow. Yeah, that one's rad, right? That is very uh, <laughs> Nightmare, or uh, uh, Night of Living Dead. Totally. Well, I mean, these vampire zombie mutants looked like Night of the Living Dead, right? Yeah. Totally. I, I dug the look. Except. The makeup. Honestly, the makeup was good. They didn't overdo the, the bladders <laughs> and stuff. I mean, the. Well, but when I first saw, like, the first time you see somebody. Yeah, a bladder go off. That to, that to me is just like, oh, here we bring it up. It was pretty well done, though. I mean, like as the long effects as it doesn't of it go were to the beast good. within. Well, the dude that did the makeup in this was the man that created Freddy Krueger. Oh, really? 
David Miller. Yeah, he was the guy that did Nightmare on Elm Street, the first Nightmare. Okay. The real one. And like he established the template for Freddy Krueger. He designed that. That's wild. Oh, okay. Um, there is a, there's a thing that happens a few times. So Bo Hopkins is clearly struggling. We learn a little bit about his backstory, his character's backstory, where he had killed someone and was sort of... Um, um, you know, drunk. He was he was drunk. <laughs> yeah, he did a thing he shouldn't have done, and it sort of he was um, he was sort of a cat. He was cast out at that point, and he's still drinking. So like, there's the, all these scenes where he like opens the glove box up of his police cruiser, and takes out a bottle of wild turkey, takes a few swigs, mm-hmm. puts it back, and it made me remember. I wanted this is something I wanted to talk to y'all about. Do you remember like when you were growing up, where you had like uncles or neighbors who would come over and they'd be talking to you, and you could. You could smell that on their breath. Oh, totally. I, I didn't know what it was, but it was like uncle smell or not really uncle smell because my actual uncles didn't really do that. But like um, neighbor smell or like where dad's friend smell like that was like, yeah. I mean, oh, he smells just like, you know, Charlie who would come over or whatever. And uh, do you guys remember this? I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah my dad. <laughs> it, oh, really? it, I mean, it was totally like a sense memory thing. Like when I saw it, I was like, oh, I remember like where you could just tell some dude had been hitting it, you know. Yeah. My uncles day. never smelled like wild turkey because they're not going to get that store-bought liquor. Right. They make their own. <laughs> nice. They would just make some yeah. and have that. So, But they all would like go. We would be at my grandmother's house on a Sunday and there would be all the men would go outside so they could listen to the race on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> And they would all come back in and reek of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. That's so, funny yeah. that they just wouldn't drink in front of you. Well, no, it wasn't me. It was not. They're not drinking in front of my grandma. Oh, okay. No, my uncles drink in front of me. When I was apparently when I was like sort of toddler aged, I had a propensity. If anybody set a beer down around me, I would grab it. <laughs> wow, and dude. my dad. My dad says I would usually kill about half of it before they could get it away. Wow. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> that is Way explaining a lot. <laughs> yeah, it probably does. And then my uncle Gary was drinking gin and grapefruit juice. Okay. This is what I've heard. And apparently I ran over and grabbed the tumbler full of gin and grapefruit juice and took like a couple of big long pulls off of it and then just cried. Because <laughs> it did not taste like beer. And then that broke me of the habit. Oh. I didn't do it until I was got to be a teenager. I mean, wow. not everybody likes grapefruit well, and gin. I love gin. Not I so do much too. on the grapefruit. I, do too. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever had that combination except when I was three. Mm. Well, if, if yeah. I do like the ruby red grapefruit juice where it's sweet, I like mm. that combo. That's good. Mm. I just like gin and tonic or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. gin and vermouth. Or I'll tell you what, good gin on ice. Ice, yes, Please. exactly. All About all you need. Um, yeah, I, there was the, this movie was um, back to mutant from nineteen eighty four. This movie, um, I was impressed just with the narrative because they they were not afraid to kill off what appeared to be a major character, and they do it no. several times. Uh-huh. There were surprising deaths in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like surprising that they went there. I was like, "What?" Like <laughs> right off the bat, a few people. I was like, "Hell yes!" I mean, I like it when a movie will not be afraid to do that. Uh huh. Well, cool. that's the only thing that a, 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 you can do in a movie or a TV show that's gonna up the ante. Because, like, typically that's not something that happens in a lot of movies or TV shows. You can pick out ten, fifteen minutes in who's. 
who the last girl right. or the hero guy is going to be. I always call it going Captain Dallas because, mm-hmm. like, when they kill Tom Skerritt and Alien, then the whole movie goes into disarray uh-huh. because you don't know who's in charge. Well, you've you never seen any happen. of those people for the most part before either. I hadn't when I right. saw it in 1979. I was just like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know who well, Yafit Koto was or <laughs> Harry Dean. Well, I didn't either, but they so clearly they spent the first half of the movie, and I think it's intentional establishing. It's Dallas as the leader. He's the yeah, he's it's, making it's psycho he's, with Janet Leigh. I mean, it's yes, exactly. What's that movie, exactly. Mike, with the people out in that bar out in the middle of the desert where they're all like the hero and stuff, and that guy gets killed I first? Know, I, Feast, feast, yeah, because it was like one yeah, of those Project Greenlight things, and had and it, it was, was Clue Clu- Clu- Gulliver's son. son, yes. <laughs> And the dude, like everybody, I don't think you've seen it, Julie, but like every time somebody comes on screen, you get like a freeze frame and it'll say hero right. or huh. heroin or like, uh, or basically the kid, this guy's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's good. It's solid. It was entertaining. That's Great awesome. monster. Did you ever watch that thing about the new Beverly? I have not yet. Clue oh, yeah. Gulliger's in it so much. He's great. I want to see that. Wait, is that the pl- out of print? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I remember you talking about it. Fucking great. So, Clue Gilliger, I always think rabid weasels. <laughs> hey, oh, dude, watching him in that, it's just, it's so heartwarming. He's so great in yeah. that. Um, out of print. He's great. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really want to spoil the ending. I thought it was great. It was a real sort of um, uh, cavalry comes in, saves the day sort of thing. Like, because. Um, Clearly, there was no getting out of that. Otherwise, it was like they kept amping up the tension, and, and it was like, well, our heroes are fucked. Yeah, and it was. Well, it was I, I wanted to make a point. I wanted to make while we're before we close out mm-hmm. on talking about it is how I think for the probably the crew, the budget they had, they did a great. They made this thing feel big, one hundred percent. And they went to a like lot a of lot locations. Of crane shots. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people in this movie. There were a lot of yeah. locations, like Julie said. I mean, there was a lot of stunts. Stunts. There was were a great. lot of effects, like all the makeup effects on all the zombie creatures and stuff. The mm. it it was. They did a damn thing, and I respect it. Absolutely, did and it was it so elevated so John Bud Cardos for me. This did because I like the other one, the Kingdom of the Spider, and I know I've seen other movies he did, but man. I'm like, I'm ready to put him up the fucking chain on some more shit. I'd like to watch more of his work. I may be wrong. I think I looked on IMDb. I, I think he only had like 10 directors. Yeah, he didn't do it a ton. He's no oh Sirio Santiago. <laughs> no, ten, 10 a day. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I think this was super satisfying. And like, I, I really was 100% satisfied with both. They were both. They These, these were both pleasant. But Mutant yeah. was a fucking was awesome. I, well, Mutant is just a straight up horror. Movie. It was great. I mean, seriously, why do people not talk about this movie more? It is. I agree. Awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it deserves that sort of cult classic status. Maybe it has it. I don't know. But I've I've never heard anyone talk about this. I've seen that box a million times on the store shelf, but I was just like, eh, I'm gonna go watch something. Well, see, about. I've seen. Well, I've seen stills of it forever because Fangoria yeah. okay. and reading articles about David Miller, the makeup guy, and they would always reference his work in Mutant. Cool. And so it's something that I had been wanting to do. I'd been wanting to see, 
And so when it was my turn to choose, I was like, listen, I want to do mutant. And mm-hmm. then I just had to figure out that, that connection thing, which I, I'm you. glad it worked out the way it did. I what appreciate was the, you. This is a fucking treat. What was the cool. Klaus Kinski movie I thought it was? Uh, Creature. Creature. By Bill oh, Malone. That's yeah. what I thought it was. Totally. Which was actually, that was originally called Titan that. Fine. Okay. Huh. And because it's on Titan, the moon mm-hmm. of Jupiter, Jupiter or right. whatever. And we we were confusing Titan Find or Creature with Forbidden World, which was also released as Mutant. That's, yeah. Because we did those okay. two together on the podcast. That's where I was getting confused. Right. But no, thanks, Mike. These were these were entertaining little blasts from the past. Cool. I, I like yeah. it, the positive feedback on the picks. All right, so uh, we've just had a little uh, shift here. We thankfully we finished the recording, and then Mike had to leave. He's got a he's got business to deal with. So um, Julie, it's just up to you and I. And I don't have too much to talk about what else I've been watching. So um, you want to go first, or you want me to? Go for it. The only movie I've watched because it's only been two weeks since we recorded, um, and I've been I've been traveling, been out of town, so I haven't really been watching much of anything. Um, but I watched Dragged Across Concrete. Okay. Which is by a guy named Craig, I think Craig Zoller, something like that. But he did... Um, a recent movie? He did um, uh, Bone Tomahawk oh, and Brawl and Cell Block 99, Okay, I think was the name of it. Um, so this has Vince Vaughn, who's also in Brawl and Cell Block 99. Okay. Um, but it's Vince Vaughn and um, Mel Gibson are the leads. Okay. It's got a great cast. Uh, Jennifer Carpenter's in it. Don Johnson is in it. All these people are in it. And it's a cop movie um, where they are two sort of their partners, their police partners, and they get um, they get they do some shit they shouldn't do. It gets seen by some people who videotape it and release it to the press, so they are off the force for a little while. Um, and um, Mel Gibson is trying to figure out a way to make a little extra money, and so he he gets involved with some ne'er do wells and. Um, those guys end up robbing a bank and it's just it's it's long it's like two and a half hours long but it's all good great dialogue and really really solid acting so i I really enjoyed it yeah i think i watched it on it was either netflix or hbo okay anyway watch that and the only other thing i've been watching um really is um i watched severance on apple tv which was amazing a tv show it's tv shows uh eight or nine parts um uh, I think sort of co-created and directed largely by Ben Stiller, um, oh. starring Adam Scott and um, Christopher Walken and a bunch of other people. Um, Patricia Arquette, a bunch of familiar faces show up. Um, um, John Turturro. Anyway, it's fucking amazing. I loved it more than I could believe. But I watched that, and I watched. Um, I started watching Agent Elvis on Netflix which is an animated thing um, that that sort of presupposes the era, just sort of uh, posits that Elvis was a, an agent for what is basically the Illuminati, but they're called TCB. Um, and the cast is incredible. Matthew McConaughey does the voice of Elvis. Don Cheadle is the voice of the commander. Priscilla Presley does her own voice. Uh, Caitlin Olsen is in it. <laughs> Jason Manzoukas. Um, Sounds um, awesome. Um, what's the uh, the dude from Fred Armisen? He's actually the voice of Charles Manson. 
<laughs> he's great. Um, anyway, it's super, super good. Really, really, really over the top. Johnny Knoxville is Elvis' right hand man. Okay. Um, it's fucking good. Um, it sounds so great. I, I, I highly recommend it. I've been uh, been just tearing through it. So anyway, that's that's really all I've been watching. I will one million percent check that out. Um, okay, I got a couple here. Uh, so I'll start with the one that I probably liked the least. Uh, mm-hmm. So Ethan and I have our horror movie nights, mm-hmm. and um, it's funny because like we always disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes the newer stuff. I like the older mm-hmm. stuff. But this one, he liked a lot. I I thought it had some cool music. It's called Leave from twenty twenty two. It's on Shutter currently, okay. and it was filmed in Norway. Um, and it's just like that very little kind of like Scandinavian small talk. Right. But um, Ethan loves this kind of like satanic stuff. <laughs> it lost my attention a little bit, but I I thought it was enjoyable, ish. So you said leave? Leave, yeah, that's it. Oh, this thing up here. Uh-huh. Okay. So, it was all right. Um, and then, but something I really liked okay. was House Party. It was the remake. It's on HBO right now. I've seen it lit, uh, on the um, screen, but yep. I haven't watched it. So it's a remake of the classic 1990 flick, and it has the same silliness and charm and the four street bullies, uh, they have their own version that have this like thirty six chambers intro to the Method Man like yeah. bully talk, and it's amazing and hilarious. Uh, Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. I love I Kid Cudi. I don't know much about his music, but I love him. I am not a movies. fan of his music, but I am a huge fan of the man. Oh, I just want to be friends with him. He's so cool. He was the musical director on the Comedy Bang Bang TV show for like three or four seasons oh cool so he's on there being goofy and silly and and like djing playing music oh that's awesome because it's reggie watts then kid cuddy and then um weird al comes in at the end and takes over so there's they had three different musical directors on the tv show i like that i like that um yeah i'm just dying to know what he's like in real life i I bet he'd be fun to party with he was the musical guest on saturday night live and like he did one song like an address and I was yeah. just like, "Go, man, do it." Yeah, he's just. A, I, I think he's cool. I'm he's a big like fan. unique and amazing, and yeah. he always is like kind of philosophical. Yeah. And yeah, he's no joke. I yeah. think he's cool. He's also just like got a good sense of humor about himself. Totally, so I'm, I'm down with the kid Cuddy. Um, oh, and talking about sense of humor, mm-hmm. uh, this house party was at LeBron's James house, <laughs> and so they. <laughs> Like, he's so funny in it, and he makes fun of himself a lot, Good. which is really cool. Yep. And uh, there's like this like holographic in his wardrobe, and it's giving him like positivity talk, and it's like your hairline looks great today. You're making me and, want to watch this. Too. It's, it's a good movie. Okay, I, I right. enjoyed it. Do so. people that were in the original show up in this one? A uh, kid and play show up uh, for a brief second. It's a great moment. That's great. Um, yeah. So good. I, I was hoping I'm glad. there's there's awesome just really quick little cameos in this movie great so i say watch it to all will smith comes in starts slapping people Uh, no 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 (laughs) um okay another one have you ever watched dr tar's torture dungeon it's also known known as uh the mansion of madness no it's from 1973 i thought you would like it because it has that like british comedy kind of vibes to it it's on Prime right now, okay. um, but I did. I got a VHS 
copy and it's really weird. The cover was awesome, so I grabbed it. It's an Edgar Allan Poe story and it's full of fucking weirdness. Um, there's so many different types of insane laughs, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't figure out if like they were possessed by demons or just fucking bizarre, but it was kind of like a Island of Dr. Moreau vibes kind of stuff. Yeah, it, just, it looks familiar. There are exaggerated deaths and like really weird feather dance scenes. I I enjoyed it. The inmates of an insane asylum take over the institution, imprison the doctors and staff, then put into action their own ideas of how the place should be run. That actually reminds me very much of the um, the Ninth Configuration, which is a okay. William Peter William Peter Blatty movie. Okay, it's basically the same story. Cool. Okay, yeah, except probably a little more. Um, um, cerebral than this might be. <laughs> it's funny because that um, it started out with kind of this like seventies psychedelic colors, and I was like, oh man, is like my VHS tape like or my VCR mm-hmm. is like something wrong? You know, and, like took me a couple minutes to be like, oh okay, no, it's that's how it's supposed to be. Well, cool. I'm gonna check this one out. This sounds like my cup of tea. Yeah, I I was like, if you haven't seen this, I feel like you would at least appreciate it. Wow. Um, here's a little... Um, it's so... The closest... This is a, from a review on IMDb. It says, The closest I can get is describing how the story takes place in a French asylum hidden in the woods where Dr. Tar and Professor Feather feast their most perverted barbarities on the poor and helpless patients. And yet, they like it. <laughs> they love it. Mr. Chicken, who lives in well. a pen alongside the other poultry. Not all of them. It gets kind of creepy, kind of okay. rapey. Okay. Well, it so. sounds, still sounds like my cup of tea. No, no. It's, this it's, sounds weird as shit. There's some amazing moments. It's just super creepy. So, I mean, should we, should this be a podcast episode? Maybe at some point. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you've watched a lot more than me. I only I, watched I got one two thing. more. All right. Um, cable Guy. Nice. I Speaking of Ben Stiller. That. Yeah, because yeah. he directed it, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. I watched that movie as a kid. I don't think I appreciated it as much yeah. as being an adult. I kind of want to watch it again. I loved it. Because I, I didn't like it when I saw it before. I found it at the thrift store, and I was like, oh, man, it's, I mean, it's Jim Carrey, but right. he takes it next level. He's a fucking psycho in this he's, movie. Because you're used to him being goofy like that, but it turns so dark in that movie. He is it's incredible. Like terrifying. I I think you know Ben Stiller. Whether it was Ben Stiller or him, you know, but like he knew where the camera was at mm-hmm. every point in time, mm-hmm. and just had these great angles of like where Jim Carrey was, mm-hmm. how he was like running towards the camera, mm-hmm. how creepy. I mean, it it was great. And uh, there's a medieval time scene where Janine Garofalo is like a surly waitress. Oh, I don't remember that at all. It's I mean. That medieval times is probably like the best part of the wow. movie to me. Okay. But yeah, I would I would recommend that movie, giving it a, a watch. Uh, but yeah, Matthew Broderick's in it. He's just trying to give the cable guy fifty bucks to get some premium channels. But you know. And you, what you're saying is, you'd rather watch the cable guy than Larry the cable guy doing stand up. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I've never seen Larry the cable guy. Keep it that way. I've just seen the. Uh, I used to box at work, like, the different DVDs that come in about it. Looks like it's on Roku and Hulu, so oh, cool. I have options. Yeah, check it out. Okay. 
All right, last one I watched, another rewatch, uh, Dog Soldiers. I haven't oh, yeah. seen that since it came out. Yeah. And that dude's so reliable, that director. Oh, Neil Marshall? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you ever see his new Hellboy, the, the one he did with David Harbour? I didn't, but I watched The Descent recently. Yeah, the you know? fucking Descent is all-time classic. Yeah. Yeah, all-time, like, top of the heap horror God, movie. It's it's a great movie. But, like, all of his shit's pretty fucking good. Dog Soldiers is good, and I think he just got better. And I tell you that his um, Hellboy, I okay. thought it was great. I know it, I, a lot of people don't like it, but I really thought it was good. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I like David Harbour, so. Yeah, I mean... Dog play Soldiers Santa, was... play Hellboy. I don't care. I'll watch it. <laughs> so, but yeah, Dog Soldiers is good. I haven't watched that in ages. Yeah, it was amazingly violent. Yeah. I loved every second of it. There's an episode of Creep Show on Shudder mm-hmm. where there's um, werewolf soldiers, but I think they're Nazis. Uh, and they're coming into a... There's like a bunch of oh, allied soldiers. Oh, I told you about soldiers. that movie. I'm sorry? I, mean, I told you about that movie, right? Well, this is the TV show. Oh, Okay. So okay, the TV it's from uh, one of the episodes of the TV show, and like so, it's like all these Allied soldiers like hold up in a cabin in the woods, and they're being attacked by Nazis, and then they start turning them into werewolves and attacking them. That's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. So it reminded me of Dog Soldiers. Okay. Somewhat. So. Nice. Well, I'm impressed because that's a lot to have watched in two weeks. I mean, actually, I probably watched more i'm impressed i would have watched more but i was out of town so i yeah. didn't watch anything oh man you know what's super nerdy that i've been doing what? i've been watching these like um they're all in korean so i don't understand mm-hmm. them but like youtube videos on how to like repair lighters and i've been repairing like vintage lighters recently and, like, like zippo lighters yeah like completely like butane like completely yeah. taking them apart wow <laughs> i've got some old zippos around that i can you fix them Again, no. All right. I'll have to find them and get them to you so okay. you can get to work. So. <laughs> well, well, it's a shame we lost Mike, but um, at least yeah. we wrapped up the show. So um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We uh, appreciate your ears for this uh, brief period. We'd love to hear from you. So if you could, please write to us um, at flickersfrom at yahoo.com or flickersfrom at gmail.com. And check us out on Facebook Instagram and Slasher, also YouTube at Flickers from the Cave, and ooh, Letterboxd as well. Right, yeah, I think we all have individual Letterboxd accounts, and we also have I the... I don't. Oh, so, but you're running the Flickers one there, or no? No, um, Mike's Kid run. Dylan oh, that's runs. right, that's right. That one. That's right. Oh, you need to get one, Julie, it's great. But um, you can also find us on Twitter. Which I feel bad about every day still staying on there, but I'm going to stay on there. Um, so, um, yeah, this was this was fun. Though. We'll have to, uh, in his absence, we'll have to thank Mike for picking these two. Julie, you're up next. So, Get excited. I'm going to go ahead and start girding up my loins for what is uh, <laughs> coming in on the horizon. So, uh, yeah, so thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And now it's time to get back to your normally scheduled programming. Listen, before you say anything at all, you got to hear me out, all right? I know what's going on. I know what killed that little girl. Well, congratulations. I believe you. But uh, as of this morning, I'm no longer sheriff. I've been promoted to civilian. Didn't you hear what I said? 
I know why people are dying. I got proof. So do I. 86 proof. 